Welcome to Forward, the podcast of the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance. This is your home for progressive, thought-provoking real talk in the chiropractic profession. Featuring the legends, the innovators, and the thought leaders that move our profession forward. And now your host, Dr. Bobby Maybe. All right, everyone, welcome to Forward, the podcast of the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance. My name is Dr. Bobby Maybe, and before we get started with our guests, let's do some housekeeping. We have partners and sponsors, partners and sponsors. They make the world go around, and we have a unique set of partners and sponsors. Um, we actually believe in them. We don't just take their money. <laughs> like We believe in their products or the services they provide, and uh, they believe in you guys, the chiropractic profession, and particularly the ones who listen to this podcast tend to be a little bit more on the information, evidence-informed side of chiropractic. Uh, so let me go through these partners and sponsors, because I want you guys to check them out if you have needs uh, that are up their alley. The Jane app, it's wonderful, and uh, some of these sponsors... They're changing in the next year, so we're going to have some new partners and sponsors going forward, but Jane is with us forever. They're not going anywhere. Either is China Gel. We're also sponsored by Gestalt Education, uh, the Smart Chiropractor, the T-Tool, ChiroUp.com. We love ChiroUp. Drop Release, HyperIce, the Chiropractic Success Academy, and then we have two partners, and these two partners we support. Uh, so we believe in their mission and we provide support to them, financial or manpower, whatever it takes. We support the Carl Research Fellows, Chiropractic Academy of Research Leadership and World Spine Care. Now, speaking of World Spine Care, we would like to raise some funds for them and we are doing a benefit virtual summit. What the heck is a virtual summit? It's like going to a conference in your jammies. You get to watch all the presentations from your couch. Uh, and all you got to do is pay $57, go to our website, www.forwardthinkingchiro.com, and there's a link to register for the World Spine Care In Your Hands Virtual Summit, which, if you're listening to this in a timely manner, is March 18th, 2023. If you're not listening in a timely manner, then just go to worldspinecare.org and give them your money. But for $57, you can hear presentations from Dr. Scott Haldeman, Dr. Brandon Steele, Dr. Stephanie Halloran, uh, Antonio Stecco, Dr. Matt Skalski, Dr. Cliff Tao. I'm doing a presentation, and there are other, since this is World Spine Care, uh, there are uh, doctors and professionals presenting with names that I cannot pronounce, admittedly, from all over the world. <laughs> uh, so be sure to check that out. Go to our website, forwardthinkingchiro.com, and register. It's $57 for hours and hours of content that you get to keep. Uh, and like I said, watching your jammies and it goes to a good cause, all benefits, all proceeds go to benefit World Spine Care uh, on our behalf. So now let's get to our guest. We have brought Dr. Ray Foxworth to this program specifically because I see a problem sometimes with operating a Facebook group. Uh, I think it's been great the way everyone's been able to share with each other on the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance Facebook group. Everyone is allowed an opinion. Uh, it, by the grace of an enter button or a post button, everyone's allowed an opinion, but not all opinions bear the same weight. And some opinions are really 
some of them are full of crap and some of them are even nefarious in nature. And you don't know as a gentle reader of these posts. And sometimes we get on topics where people have biases or they have preconceived opinions about things that they don't even know what the heck they're talking about. And it shows up periodically, not all the time. Most of the people that are involved are well-intentioned and they have really, really well-informed opinions about whatever questions asked within the Facebook group. Uh, and some of them are way off. So when it comes to, it's a bevy of topics, but it kind of revolves around Cairo Health USA, but it, and it kind of revolves around topics like time service discounts, inducements, split, uh, split fee schedules, discount medical plans, this whole bevy of things, which comes down to usually a well-intentioned idea that you guys have patients and you want to you want them to have access to your care and you want them to be able to afford your care, but you want to also do that legally. How do you get it done? Uh, we are going to bring Dr. Foxworth on to discuss this. Quite frankly, his CV is way too long to go through. This is one of those guys who's been around this profession longer than most of you have even been alive. And he's put in work. And he's put in the real work, as I would call it, like working for state associations. Uh, he was a board member of the Mississippi State Board of Health, chairman of the Mississippi Board of Health, clinic director, worked with the VA, president of Cairo Health USA. So that's his bias. Keep that in mind. But we're keeping that, we're putting that bias in check in this conversation. And then uh, Ray, you've been board member for Clinical Compass. We love Clinical Compass too. We'd love to work with them someday. Foundation for Chiropractic Progress, Chiropractic Strategic Plan, and so on and so forth. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Ray Foxworth. Thank you, sir. I appreciate the opportunity to, to, to speak to this group. Uh, quite impressive group, and uh, I, I enjoy following it and being a part of it. We finally get a decent Southern accent on this well, podcast. I've never heard that before, Bobby. What, what's up with that? <laughs> have you not heard Christy speak before? <laughs> well, on the podcast as well as Christy Hudson, but I don't have a CV for you, ma'am. So I'm not sure what in what capacity you serve this world, but I do want to hear your voice. Hello, Bobby. Hello, yeah. everyone. <laughs> um, Chris is going to help Ray and help me. And because I want most of this podcast, I want you to talk to me like I'm a first year chiropractic student. So I'm going to play uh, sheepish. Uh, sometimes I'll play the devil's advocate. I'm just going to play like I don't know anything at all. Because I am of the opinion that most of the people in this audience, the forward-thinking audience, really don't know much about discount medical plans or Cairo Health USA or any of that stuff at all. So first and foremost, what the heck is going on here? What is Cairo Health USA? Well, I, I think that um, is probably best answered by what I um, often refer to as my Miss Jones story. So this was many years ago, uh, probably 20 some odd years ago, and I am taking care of this cash patient and her husband and her couple of kids. And at that time, I'm probably charging, you know, $35, $40 a visit. Um, I'm happy. They're happy. Everything's good in the world. And then my Miss Jones was involved in an auto accident. And so I did what every chiropractor probably does is I charge my actual fee or my normal fee, which was probably more like $85 or $95 a visit. Submitted that to uh, whether it was State Farm or, or um, you know, one, one of the auto carriers, I don't know, but 
Long story bearable, she comes in about two or three weeks later with her explanation of benefits for EOB. And I walk in the room and I always have a, a staff member with me. And, and you ever walk into a room and you just know something's wrong? Well, no. what happened with, with Ms. Jones? I walk in and there's this nice little lady I've been taking care of. And she's got these papers rolled up in her hand. And she, uh, I said, Miss Jones, you look like something's wrong. And she said, yeah, it is. And she gets up and walks over to me. She said, I saw what you charged to my insurance company for my auto accident. And I know what you charge me. And she literally taps me in the chest with her finger and says, it's guys like you ripping off insurance companies that keep me from affording health care. I was speechless for a few seconds and I said, no, it's guys like me that bend over backwards to help folks like you. And I said, but I made a horrible mistake. I never, ever let you know what my actual fees were or that I was trying to help you. And that'll never happen to me again. And she said, well, I don't care. She said, I've reported you to your state board of examiners and to the attorney general. That's a kick in the gut, man. I mean, here I am. You heard the saying, no good deed goes unpunished. Well, that, that's what it felt like. But Bobby, what that did to me or for me is it made me start thinking, why is it okay for Blue Cross Aetna and Cigna to all pay us a completely different fee? And that's perfectly legal, but yet I can't have a different fee for my cash patients, my uninsured patients, my underinsured like Medicare for their non-covered services. Why is it I can't do that? And the reason that Blue Cross Aetna and Cigna can all pay us differently and it's perfectly legal is we have, and you know, write this word down for those that don't know it, you have a contractual network discount that makes that legal. So I started looking at how, how, what, can, what is out there that will allow us to be able to offer these patients discounts without landing us in trouble, you know, making sure that we're not having dual fee schedules, improper time of service discounts, that we're not creating any kickbacks or, you know, false claims violations. And what I found was a model out there called a DMPO. That's your new acronym for the day. Write that one down. That stands for Discount Medical Plan Organization. And it's not a new concept. They were out there. Guess who owned them? Blue Cross, Sam's Club, Cigna. They all had discount medical plans. So I started looking into them and, and, and looking at contracting with them. But they wanted 40 and 50% discounts off of our fees as, as providers. So uh, I'm a problem solver by nature. As you mentioned, I was uh, serving on the State Board of Health at that time, and I started talking to a healthcare attorney, and he said, Ray, why don't you start your own DMPO? And I'm going like, okay, what I have to do to do that? <laughs> and uh, he said, well, you've got to get registered with the Department of Insurance in about 34 states, 26 of them don't regulate it that much. And so about a year and $150,000 to $200,000 later, I, I was a DMPO. Uh, later on, we contracted with a, a nationwide DMPO because of the expense of going into some states. But the reason that I chose that model and I didn't just make something up or start out on my own was if I were to get audited and I'm offering discounts, would I be better served by offering discounts under some unknown entity, something that isn't regulated, something that isn't commonplace, or would I be safer offering discounts under an entity that is actually regulated by the Department of Insurance in most states? And, you know, it doesn't take a rocket science to figure out what the right answer to that is, or for me, what the right answer was. 
And it really does boil down to what a doctor's risk tolerance is. Uh, do you want to go with something that is a known, a proven, um, and, and regulated by a, a state entity? Or do you want to, you know, go with Fred's discount plan or whatever, whatever may be out there, a raised discount plan before I became educated on this? So that's really the uh, how Cairo Health USA got started. It was strictly out of a, a need that I had. Um, and then I've, you know, I was working at that time with Kathy Mills Chang, and she said, my God, Ray, everybody needs this. And so in 2008, 2009, we launched what I was running in my state um, uh, to basically nationwide with the help of Kathy and many, many other consultants. Uh, fast forward, we've had over probably close to 6,000 providers that have been part of the network, probably close to what, Christy, a million, million and a half. Where are we? 1,173,488 patient families covered as of today. And that's families, meaning you know yeah. the average family is two and a half people. And, and I am proud to say that in all of that time, we have not had one single consumer complaint against Cairo Health USA. That is unheard of in the discount medical plan world. Uh, they are often... Uh, you know, looked at by the regulators as fraudulent because they do some fraudulent things like not disclosing that they're not health insurance and shouldn't replace health insurance. And the reason that we've been able to achieve that record, I think, is because uh, when we bring a doctor and their staff on, we don't just say, hey, here's your papers, go start, you know, offering a membership. We require them to go through a formal training and onboarding process. So we make sure that they represent it to the patient properly, that there is um, no issues at all with the regulators. And, you know, quite frankly, we've done a pretty damn good job of it, I think. Yeah, let's, let's, uh, I've, we just got back from DC and ACA engaged. Let me use my favorite Washington DC term of the moment. Let's circle back here for a second. Sure. Let's circle back and talk about what the doctor will go doctor first, even though this is a patient centric sort of program, what is it? What's the benefit to a, a provider to join a DMPO? Like what do they get out of it? What, yeah. What they get out of it. And, and the reason I started it was they complete, you know, when you start talking about dual fee schedules, improper time of service discounts, any kickback, false claims and all that, it's some pretty scary stuff. And they yeah, are these some. docs, they, they have a price. Yeah. They, especially these forward thinking docs, they want to do manual therapy. They want to adjust. They want to sure. do rehab. They want to get paid for their exams, but they don't want to lay that bill out in front of a patient who's paying cash. It, it, exactly. And, and so here, here's the real benefit. As I said earlier, I want to get paid well if insurance is available, but I, you know, one of the things that we all the doctors need to think about is to document correctly, code correctly, bill correctly, and discount correctly. And if you do those things, you're fine. The problem historically has been there was really no, no good way to be able to bill insurance your actual fees and have a rational way to be able to offer a discount to a patient. Well, that problem is solved once the patient pays a fee and is part of a network. It's no different than when you go to Sam's Club or Costco. You pay a fee and you're a member of the, of the, uh, of the store, if you will, and you get the, you're entitled to the discounts. 
So the problem that it solved for the doctors initially, in my mind, was it's strictly a compliance issue. And if you don't think doctors are getting popped for dual fee schedules and time of service discounts, let me give you the list of our consultants that we work with who take these calls from doctors that have gotten audited and gotten fines and penalties related to these things. We we even have probably one of the most well concerning ones that we've ever seen was a doctor literally posted in Facebook that someone called her office and asked how much a massage was. And she said, well, you know, it's $95 unless you're paying cash and it's 55. Well, it turns <laughs> out it was a Geico auditor. And he said, well, great. I'm glad to know that. I've got your bill in front of me. I see you billed 95 and you're telling me it's 55. We're cutting your fee and reporting you to the board. That that You can't make that up. That actually happens. Now, here's the challenge for most doctors. Oh, I don't know anybody that's happened to. I don't know anybody that you know has had that issue. Well, let me ask you, if you're the average person, if you get audited or fined or, penalt or penalized, you go to Facebook and post it. Yeah, or do you no. want to pay the fine or penalty and make it go away? So because you don't see it and it's not high profile to a lot of doctors, doesn't mean that it isn't happening left and right. Um, you know, I'll, I'll give you another prime example. Uh, we, we have in one of the webinars that we do a document from Aetna. And it asks the doctors, it, it's a questionnaire. It says they're reviewing the claims and they want a copy of their medical records, any uh, any you know, legends to whatever abbreviations there might be. So it asks several different questions. And then it gets down to, do you ever offer your patients any discounts off of their deductibles or copays? Do you ever waive deductibles or copays? So it asks two or three questions and it asks for a copy of the financial records. Now, why do you think oh, they're wow. asking that? It's not that you're just doing utilization review. They're looking at your billing practices because, I mean, if you're an auditor and you've got somebody who sends in a reply to that and they say, well, yeah, you know, well, here's what happens. Typically, our CAs get the mail and read it. And if they're answering this honestly, they say, well, yeah, you know, Dr. Maybe has discounted Ms. Jones uh, deductible or copay sometimes because, you know, he's taking care of her for 20 years and he knows she's having a hardship. And she answers yes or someone answers yes to any one of those couple of questions, if I'm an auditor and I look at that, who am I going to go visit? They just raised their hand and said, pick me for an audit or an investigation. Yeah. But if you're using a discount medical plan, here's the beauty of it. You can answer it by saying, in order to comply with state and federal regulations and pre preferred provider agreements, our office has one set fee. It applies to everyone. And the only time we offer a discount is if we're part of your health plan, if it's a mandated fee schedule like Blue Cross, Aetna, uh, or, or excuse me, a, 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 um, a contracted fee schedule like Blue Cross, Aetna, or Cigna, or a mandated fee schedule like in some states, workers' comp, PI, or Medicare, or if a patient is part of a discount medical plan. Patients can join the DMPA for 40 uh, the uh, DMPO for 49 bucks covers them and their family. And the, the final way you can offer a discount is a documented hardship. Yeah. And so basically we just made all of those concerns go, and this is a, this is a very technical word. They just went poof. <laughs> I think I got it. Okay. okay. So the, this is an opportunity for chiropractors to basically Sign up a patient 
for a type of plan because they walked into their office without a plan. They didn't walk in with PI coverage. They didn't walk in with a work comp injury. They're not uh, Medicare patients. They don't have Blue Cross Blue Shield. They don't have a plan. They can they they can have Medicare, but this 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 covers non covered services and and the scenario. Okay, non covered services under Medicare. So rehabilitation, right? Examination. Okay. Sure. So with that caveat, uh, we'll take out Medicare so we can keep it simple for the listeners. These are the this type of service. Uh, you know, DMPO helps patients who come in without coverage. Yeah. It, it establishes clear, quote unquote, a coverage for them. Yeah. To be clear, it is not health insurance, shouldn't replace health insurance. And for our Medicare patients, since the adjustment is always considered a covered service, but not always medically necessary, you know, you've got to be careful with that, but you absolutely can offer discounts to your Medicare patients on their exams, x-rays, or any therapy, any non-covered service for any patient. Um, and let me back up a moment because even Blue Cross Blue Shield, you know, when I first started practicing, it was called the Mercedes 80s. You know, everybody had coverage for everything. Well, now people have coverage for six or 12 visits or maybe 18 if you're lucky. And so what happens on the 19th visit? So it is for any patient, even if they do have underlying coverage, when that coverage expires. Yeah. Expired, so, okay. Expired, inactive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Like and, I said, and, I'm going to play dumb. I might yeah. use the wrong words, but I do think what, I want problem. people to understand the concept is that this is, you know, you can't even use the word. This, this is the this is the word world we live in, right? You can't even use certain. Like I can't use the word umbrella. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's true. Let me back uh, up. Stop I'm loss. A gap. A stop gap loss. Or you got it. Okay. Don't say it. Can't say that word either, you know. It's like it's like George Carlin's uh, seven words you can't say on the radio. <laughs> but I want the listeners to get the concept because yeah. they don't understand. There, there's this thing sitting right here in front of them, and they they ask every single day in on social media, "What do I do for my patients that don't have insurance? How can I make care affordable for them?" They do all these questions over and over again, and you might say something as simple as Cairo Health USA, and they'll go, "Well, uh, uh boo." It's like, yeah. but that's the answer. Yeah. Or charge them your cash rate. Uh, I want I want to encourage you to eliminate your cash rate from your vocabulary. See, come on, man. Okay, Chrissy, <laughs> you just give like a buzzer sound going, all right? And yeah, every time it, I it, say it, a word you cannot say, yeah. just go. And, and here's why. Uh, and and I, I, I tell this story. In but I want to charge all cash. I want to be all cash, Ray. All right, I'm, that, ca- a, I'm cash that, only. That's another <laughs> conversation, but l- let me address the my cash rate. Sure. That's exactly how that doctor, I think they were in Washington, got in trouble with, with GEICO. And that, ha- by the way, that happened out of several GEICO offices. It kind of caught wind that that's what the chiropractors were doing. And so we started seeing a, a, a just a, several of those uh, issues coming uh, to light. Um but when you when you say cash practice, there, there was a I don't know if you know Dr. Larry Markson or not, been around forever, kind of like I have, maybe a longer. And he talks about in chiropractic, we bend over backwards to help our our patients. And he's famous for saying, My fee is my fee is my fee. Right. But in chiropractic, we have our cash fee, our workers' comp fee, our PI free fee, our buy 10 visits, get one free fee. 
And the reality is when a patient walks into your office, you need to be, you, you cannot base your fees or should not base your fees on the payer source. Your oh, fee, absolutely not. Your, right. fee is your fee. And when you start having this conversation of, oh, that's our PI rate, that's our workers comp rate. Uh, th there are literally doctors who might be charging, let, let's say they are, they call themselves a cash practice and they're charging 55 bucks uh, a visit for their cash patient. But one of those patients turns into workers comp and they say, well, yeah, I'll go ahead and treat them. And then they submit 85 or 90 to workers comp. That's illegal. They just raise their fee based on what the payer type was. And so the idea is have your, your top fee. And I don't want to tell people just how to set their fees, but look at what the allowables are in your area for PI workers comp or whoever your best payer is. And I'll just ask you, shouldn't your fees be at least what they think you're worth? And what we've done in chiropractic is we've been hesitant to charge our actual fees, the higher rates, because in the back of our mind, we know we probably shouldn't be charging a different fee to cash or underinsured. And what the DMPO does for you is it solves that problem completely and it's regulated. And so you don't have to be looking over your shoulder um, at, 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 you know, at what you're charging. So you do get the benefit of you know, getting paid well when it, insurance is there and taking care of those uh, that don't have coverage. And let, let me mention one other thing, Bobby, you, you're spurring some thoughts. When That's I started I health, it was 100% for compliance. I needed to fix the problem I had in my office. What I didn't realize were the unintended benefits. And what I mean by that is it turns out this little DMPO model is like a Swiss army knife because I can help my Medicare, my cash patients, my underinsured. But what we have found through the years based on data and man, our data is tight. We've done surveys of our doctors and the average doctor that joins us and puts this in place, I will tell you, you cannot discount your way to success, but what you can do if you have the proper model in place is you actually get to re uh, increase your reimbursements because now you are able and willing to charge an actual fee that may be higher than what you're charging now, and you're able to help those other patients. We've seen in, from our surveys that the doctors that join Cairo Health typically have about a 20% increase in their revenue just because they implemented a plan to take care of those that are underinsured, and now they're making sure they get paid well when insurance coverage is, is available. The other benefit is more people are bringing their families in because we do have a family plan that allows a doctor to charge one fee for the first member, a little lower for the second, a little lower for the third. And quite frankly, there are all kinds of family plans out there that the doctors are nice, they're helping families, but they're not compliant and they may not be legal. And again, so it, it uh, you know, the, the other thing that has really been a surprise to us is um, in our practices, because we do track our data, the average person that joins Cairo Health USA, over 50% of them, the patients, renew year after year after year. So those are patients that, and again, that doesn't mean they're all coming in on wellness or maintenance or uh, medically unnecessary care, but they keep their membership. When they have a flare-up, they're able to go in and still take advantage of, of their discount. So th those were kind of the, the Swiss Army knife effects of, of forming this that I had no idea would happen uh, when we formed it.
So why do you think there is resistance to this concept within the profession when you do find resistance? $49. And, and here's why there's resistance. You jerks are taking money from patients the day they walk in the door. Yep. Just to sign up for this thing. Hey, it goes deeper than that. I would be willing to bet probably 60 to 75% of the profession does not do what is considered a financial report of findings. We do a clinical report of findings. Sure. We tell them what's wrong, what needs to be done to treat them. But we don't bother to take the time because nobody likes to talk about money. And we don't take the time to go over their financials, what insurance coverage, what it does not, what the fees are, what the fees will be after um, you know, their, their insurance is exhausted. And one of the number one reasons that patients leave a doctor's office, and this isn't my opinion, it's done by, it's, it shows up in surveys, is uncertainty about the financial obligations. So if you want to see your practice increase, Chrissy's nodding. Chrissy's nodding and I'm nodding. Yeah. Talk about your fees. Let them know. Um, it, it is, you know, it, it, it is just unbelievable that we're able to run practices and keep them sustainable. And we're not talking about something that is, I mean, yes, their condition is important to a patient, but what good is the treatment if they can't afford it and they don't know what's expected of them? And this is a, an eye opener for many people. Do you know what one of the top complaints to state boards of examiners is about? It is not about clinical care. It's about financial policies, yeah. being charged unexpectedly, surprise billing. One of the one of the uh, most common complaints to malpractice carriers is guess what? Disgruntled patients over their billing practices, and you know they 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 file frivolous lawsuits because well the doctor you know didn't tell me about this. You know I often say you can go. You can save a patient from back surgery, but you let their bill be off by 50 cents and you go from <laughs> hero to heathen. And so have the conversation. And so if you're not having the conversation, how do you tell a patient that Ms. Jones, our actual fee is 125, you know, $175, unless you have one of those discount medical plans. Well, what is that? Well, we're part of Cairo health. That's a network you can join for $49. And instead of, you know, 225, 325, it's 150. Would you like to do that? I mean, it really is just that simple. But 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 doctors and often their staff are so uncomfortable talking about finances and money that the conversation never really comes up. I think it's inappropriate, even if you're charging $10 a visit. It, I, I agree. You'll still piss people off yeah. at $10 a visit. Yeah. So I, 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 <laughs> One of my other favorite stories is, can you imagine walking into, you know, in our practices, when patients call and ask how much is the first visit, our staff are taught to do the, what I call the chiropractic two-step. Well, it all depends on what the doctor finds necessary. I'll be having to schedule for, you know, you know, the drill. Sure, sure. Can you imagine going into Ruth's Chris Steakhouse and saying, I'd like to order a filet? And she said, sure. How would you like it cooked? I'd like it medium rare. How much is it? And if the waitress went, well, how hungry are you? You'd think they'd lost their mind, right? But, but that's what, but but that's what we do when patients call our offices and and ask that question: How much is the first visit? Um, you know, when you're using the DMPO, let me give you a great example. 
You call the office and they say, how much is the first visit? You get that chiropractic two-step. Wouldn't it be a whole lot better if you were able to say, well, Ms. Jones, it does depend on what the doctor finds necessary, but it could also depend on what your insurance company requires. And you hush. And the patient says, well, I don't have health insurance. Not a problem. That's why we're part of a discount medical plan. You can join that in the office for $49. Covers you and your family for the year. And no matter what the doc does today, the most your visit is, will be 175. Do you prefer morning or afternoon? How many shopper calls do you think we lost in my practice? I know because we tracked it. None. Once we started having the conversation on the phone, even when they would call and ask that difficult question that we all dance around. I think that's why a lot of the cash-based chiros, the ones that kind of keep a low fee and keep it real simple, I think that's one reason they do that. You know, someone calls and it's really easy for them to say, what's your, how much does it cost? You go, oh, $50. Yeah. yeah. I'm just making up a number. Absolutely. I'm not, I'm yeah. surely not telling anyone what to price their visits at, but no. they love just being able to spit out a specific number. Sure. And, and, and if that's how you're practicing a 100% cash practice, a couple of caveats, there are some that think if they're an all cash practice that um, they don't have to file to Medicare. And that is a, that is nothing could be further from the truth. Sure. You can't just call yourself a cash practice. If you touch a, a, a Medicare patient, you're required by law, by regulation to file on their behalf. And then there are other practices we run into that say, well, I'm a, I'm a cash practice. We don't need anything like that. Until a PI walks in the so, door. So, so, so let me ask you a question, doc. Um, do any of your cash patients ever get involved in an auto accident? Well, Yeah. Well, do you refer them out? Well, no, I'll go ahead and take care of them. <laughs> right. Well, guess what? You're schedule. Cash, but the moment you step one foot over into <clears throat> third party billing and filing, you are no longer hundred percent a cash practice. So call yourself what you want, <laughs> but you know, walks like a duck, talks like a duck. It's probably a duck. And that's, that's really, especially here in the state of Oregon, where there's personal injury protection. There's so many people that love to, uh, you know, be quote unquote all cash and then take personal injury at the same time. And then they come up with the questions on the, at the back door. Okay. So how can I, how can I see this set of population for the personal injury rate? And then how can I see the cash population for a different rate? And it's like, you can't, how many times do we have to go through this over and over again? Yeah. You know, the, the simple question, really <laughs> it's not even a simple answer. It's just the answer is you cannot. <laughs> what, 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 what part of no, don't you understand? <laughs> and then the ones that tickle me the most are the ones that they'll come to ask us and ask that question say, well, you can't do that. Then they'll go to Kathy Mills Chang. Then they'll go to Marty Kotler. Then they'll go to Evan Guillaume. And it's like, how many, <laughs> they're, they're looking for that one person to say, yeah, it's all right. Yes. Then they'll, the, what, that's what exactly what happens. They find Krusty the Clown. And then Krusty yeah. the Clown says, you can do it this way. And then uh, myself, I volunteer for, for our Oregon State Board uh, doing peer review and billing review and documentation review and things of that nature. And, and we'll have somebody who's, quote, sure. unquote, in trouble. And we'll say, where did you learn this practice from? Because that's one of the questions I ask. Who told you you can do this? Yeah, And they never say Ray Foxworth. They never say Kathy Mills Chang. They never say Evan William. They mention some Krusty the Clown. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, yeah, that's that's where you got yourself in trouble. You went shopping for the right answer instead of listening to the experts. 
Well, anybody that's ever done personal injury work to any extent that has had the opportunity to be deposed or to go to court, you got to know that one of the uh, opposing attorney's favorite topics is, doctor, I see you charge this patient X amount of dollars. Do you charge every patient you see X amount of dollars? And they'll just tear up their billing uh, out the wazoo yeah. and and get their get their bills reduced. Um, and it's like, well, what else are you doing that isn't right, doctor? You know, I mean, it just wh- so why opens a can of worms. Yeah, why open yourself up to that? You know, just say we charge every patient the exact t- same. The only time we offer a discount is I'm in your network. It's a mandated fee schedule. I'm a discount part of a discount medical plan, or it's a financial hardship. What's your next question, counselor? That's pretty easy. Thank you.